When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go. Good people, welcome to ADZ Sports Live on this Victory Monday. We stream it live on YouTube, and of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Woo! It was a business trip, business, and the Cowboys went down there and took care of it. We're going to briefly talk about that today because it's a quick turnaround. So we'll briefly discuss some of the standouts from the game. Who's chilling and cooling with us at the grown folk table? Who's going on that walk with us? Because yes, indeed, I don't care who you who you beat, how you beat them. We having a cookout, man. That's what we do all the time. Not changing it up. So stick around for that. Plus, Jerry Jones. I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't expect Jerry Jones to do this. Jerry Jones. Finally, puts Jimmy Johnson in the ring of honor. Bomb Squad was good. Bomb Squad. <laughs> That's fitting. That's fitting. Toxic Tom uh, putting Jimmy Johnson at the head of the table. Yeah, he could have been. He could have been, but he's not. Uh, he has his own party that will throw for him. I believe was it December thirtieth. And uh, well, in fact, let's just go ahead and get into it. Let's just go ahead and get right into the roundup because that's what we're talking about today. We're going to hear from, not today, but in the roundup, we're going to hear from um, Jerry Jones discuss on why he did that. And, and it shocked me. It absolutely took me for a surprise in the pregame show. So let's just get right into it. It's it's a limited fashion uh, type of day for me, Cowboys Nation. I'm, I'm on that injury report, limited. Yeah, so get in where y'all can fit in on these phone lines, 351-999-3787. And uh, we'll talk about the game. We'll talk about... Uh, Jimmy John. I know a lot of old hit fans definitely, um, and I shouldn't just say old hit fans, but you know what I mean. Want to discuss the whole Jimmy Johnson Ring of Honor thing? So I'm, I'm all ears today for that. Um, like I said, get in where you can fit in, and then uh, tomorrow we'll, we'll turn that page. But and later on we'll talk about it as well. So let's get into this roundup, y'all. It's time. It's time. time. It's time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Walk with me, Cowboys Nation. I, I, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still in shock. I mean, I'm waiting for this thing to be real because we got teased a couple years ago. What was it? The uh, 
Hall of Fame game. Jerry Jones sat down with Jimmy Johnson. Well, uh, we're going to put you in the Jimmy. We're going to put you in the Ring of Honor, and nothing came of it. But he got a date to this thing, man. He got a date to it. He did the whole thing on Fox again, and I really, truly do believe him. As long as we're not going back in time, because he did say that he's going to put Jerry uh, or Jimmy Johnson in the Ring of Honor on December thirtieth, nineteen twenty-three. <laughs> Hold on. Hey, look, I know. I know it's just a mistake, but can I have a little fun with it? How the hell Jerry go 100 years back in time? <laughs> Jerry could have said 2022. I would have even been like 2003. I am. Jerry went a, he went a whole centennial. <laughs> Jerry Pye was like, during a good old day. All right, I quit. I quit. I quit. We're not going to do that to Jerry. We're not going to do that to Jerry. We saw the picture, though, Jerry. We saw the picture. But this is this is Jerry Jones <laughs> talking about why it had to be now or why this was the time. Well, first of all, uh, uh, I, I really thought it was time, and I wanted to do it this year. Uh, as you know, we don't have a set time frame mm-hmm. uh, of, of when to do uh, the, the Ring of Honor thing. And so, um, uh, uh, frankly, uh, uh, it, it just uh, it just felt it felt right. Uh, certainly, there was some uh, uh, a little awkwardness that was happening for not doing do you it. Think? That, uh, I guess I anticipated, but I really didn't anticipate it, and so uh, I wouldn't have wanted that to linger any longer at all about uh, we have a, a deal in the Hall of Fame that even though somebody goes, tries to get in, maybe is nominated 15 times, boy, when you're in, you're in. You've, yeah. al- you've always been in. Right. Okay, it was just a question of what You know, I think one reason for this year is I'm alive. Because <laughs> he's always told me I was going in. <laughs> man, Jimmy's such a great guy, man. He's such a great guy. I, I'm I'm glad this is this is squashed. You know, they I think technically their their whole deal was squashed a while ago, but this was the last hurdle, right? This was the last hurdle. But Jerry's funny, man. He he's a funny guy, but but it is good to see Jimmy finally getting put in there. You can't talk about the history of the Dallas Cowboys without talking about Jimmy Johnson. You just can't do it. And if you if you are a fan that was born after the first run of Cowboys, Tom Landry, you definitely can't talk about the Cowboys without speaking about Jimmy Johnson. He's responsible, in my opinion, for the last three Super Bowls the Cowboys had in the 90s. And, and it's just so much more. Kind of just you know changing the tide from that 80s era of Cowboys where we couldn't get over the hump and then the 90s come and Jimmy helps you get over that said hump so December 30th man well I don't know who's going to be in the building but it should be a a really big night I think a lot of former Cowboys uh will be in the building I think you'll see the triplets obviously you'll see that whole core I think you know I think it's um did somebody say Troy's calling the game is that a Monday night game Sunday night game Monday night game against Detroit yeah so Troy will be in the building. I think you'll see Moose in the building. I think you'll see a lot of those guys come back. I think even Dion might show up. We'll see. I know Mike is. I know the triplets are going to be there for sure. Uh, but man, it 
I saw a few people in the chat yesterday on the pregame show. I don't really get a chance to dip in the chat as much. And I saw y'all say, well, Jerry's about to announce Jimmy's in the Ring of Honor. And I'm like, man, I've I've heard this. And then it popped up. Jerry Jones announcing Jimmy Johnson in the Ring of Honor December 30th. And if you saw my reaction to the pregame show, I was legitimately shocked. I did not think we would see this as long as one of them were alive. Meaning, if one of them happened to, you know, pass, then maybe that person, uh, Jimmy, would get put in. But I just didn't think we'd see it while they were both alive. So this is this is really cool. And I told y'all yesterday, I'm a little stitious, man. My wife would probably say that he a lie. He's superstitious. I can't help but think all the bad stuff that has been happening to the Cowboys for the last 30 seasons. Just a little bit of the football guy just saying, look, man, you ain't putting this guy in the ring of honor. Okay. Penalty. Dez didn't catch it. 14 seconds left. You slide with no timeouts. Ref don't touch the ball. You know, it's on and on and on. Tony Romo can't stay healthy. Your defense sucks. 30 years of this. How come the Cowboys can't? The Panthers got to the damn Super Bowl, right? The, not the Lions, I'm sorry. The Cardinals got to the Super Bowl. We saw the damn Rams turn into something multiple times. The Philadelphia Eagles. Football guys was punishing us, man. It's punishing us. Changed my mind. Let me talk to a couple of you guys before we get into the cookout, though, about this. I know... <laughs> I know Toxic Tom has a lot on his mind about this one. Good morning, good sir. Good morning, Sky. Uh, first off, I want to say, uh, you ever seen the movie The Interview with James Franco? Yes, indeed. Where he's interviewing Eminem and he drops like, oh, yeah, and I'm gay. And you see the look on his face like, well, well, wait a minute. Goes, what did you just say? Yeah, so yeah, back yeah, yeah. up, back up. That was me. I was sitting at my couch thinking, ah, oh, you know, it's just a lot of listening to the Fox pregame show. Why not? And then that dropped. This year's different, y'all. I, I mean, wow. I thought, I thought Jimmy Johnson or Jerry Jones, I, and I'm like you. I didn't think it was real. And my first instinct was, what if Jerry is trolling Jimmy, and he really is saying 1923? So when December 30th hits, Jimmy goes, "Hey, it's my day," and he goes, "Well, Jimmy, I, I, I told you, uh, uh, uh 1923. So you're gonna have to wait. We're, we'll never just, win another one if he does that, man." But honestly, I'll keep this really quick. A lot of callers want to talk about this. Long overdue. This year is different. The curse is lifted. Just cancel Rowdy, but I'm not going to be beggars, can't be choosers. We better go to the damn Super Bowl now because I can smell the sage in the air and all those bad jujus are out the way. I I am so damn happy. And uh, I think now let's go get a damn Super Bowl because we got rid of the damn crux. The damn... Well, when we're destroying all the whole cruxes, let's go fucking slay that dragon right now. Wouldn't Y'all that be something toxic? Appreciate you, man. Wouldn't that be something if this is, is if this is the season, you know, because Jimmy Johnson's going into well, obviously the Cowboys are going to be in the playoffs. We'll see where they're seated. Right now they're currently fifth seed because the Seattle Seahawks uh they lost. So that fifth seed is is important. If I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong in here, chat. Uh that fifth seed Do they get a playoff? Do they get a home game? No, no, they wouldn't get a home game. But but you probably dodge whoever is at the second or third seed. So you'll probably play 
the AFC or the NFC South, right? So you're talking about maybe the Bucks or or the 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 Falcons, somebody somewhere along those lines. Either way, either way, do they get a home game? I don't think so, right? No, no, no. You don't. Either way, you want to you want to be in that fifth spot. We don't want to be sitting in in the sixth, obviously the seventh spot there, dealing with the top guys. So nonetheless, man, it, it, the Cowboys have an opportunity once they get to the dance and sometimes take a little luck that just is what it is sometimes take a little luck and the cowboys have definitely not had that on their side james what's on your mind man uh, how you feel about jimmy getting into the ring of honor you we'll come back to james man we'll come back to you a little later james let's get uh 267 what's on your mind about this jimmy johnson thing Yes, sir. You are live. Hey, this is Alex Thompson from um, Virginia. Hey, What's man, up? I like, first of all, I like your show, man. Um, I checked it out. I like, um, and I like the facts that you um, put out and everything. Thank you, um, man. Like all, all the sh- Cowboys shows I, I basically like. Um, but I feel that it's about time because, like, Jimmy have been a big piece of yeah. The three Super Bowl wins that we had in the early nineties. If it weren't for Jimmy getting these boys together, yeah, talent is talent. But if you don't have a leader to lead that talent, it'll go chaotic. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. so I feel that it's about time because I mean the same way the talent was a big piece, Jimmy was a big piece as well because he was the glue that kept it all together and kept it from going astray. The biggest and, piece, um, right? The biggest piece, exactly. And um, I was at the game yesterday, and it felt good. But we got our revenge because, like I said, the last time we, I went to the Panthers Stadium when the Cowboys played them during the open season about four or five years ago. Yeah, 2018. We lost. Yeah, we lost. So it felt good. And <laughs> one of the guys that sat next to me, he was a, a Carolina fan. And the whole game before the game started, he was talking all this junk. But by by the middle of the game, he was sitting in his chair with his hat over his face. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, we all we so, all got so that so fan good, in us. No, no matter how bad our team is, we gonna talk a little ish until you get smacked <laughs> oh, up. Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what though, man? We, even though we was on had different um had was on different teams and rooting for different teams, man. We met him, we both we had a good time, man, together. You That's know what it's what about, mean? man. That's what it's about. We had a real good time. That's what it's about, man. The whole the whole I mean, there was so many Cowboys fans down there, man. You thought you was at the start, man. I'm mm. telling you. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I, I had a feeling it'd be that to, way. Yeah. That's how it was when during the opening season when I went down there um four or five years ago it was a lot of Cowboys fans down there. But like I said, man, I don't want to hold you up. I know you got callers behind me. And I just wanted to say, man, uh, I did your show. And just keep up the good work, man. Thank you, brother. Appreciate the call, man. And appreciate you being out there, being loud and proud for Cowboys Nation. Yeah. I had a feeling that would happen out there. Uh, I'm telling you, East Coast Cowboy fans, that's a real thing. And um, like he said, last time he went down there, it was I remember it being that way via on the broadcast view. But great segue, because we do got some more calls. We'll get to y'all in a second. Great segue. Let's go ahead and talk about uh, some of these standout players in our cookout segment of the show. And y'all know how I get it. We don't have a whole lot of people at a grown folk table. It was kind of one of those, 
games where we just kind of cruised or whatnot, but we got we got a handful on the walk as well. So y'all stick around for the cookout. Y'all pulling up with. I'd be remiss if I did not start this thing off with the history making. Duran, anything but bland. I mean, this kid's special, man. This kid. How, how, how do Cowboys do this? You know, 11 interception season by Trayvon Diggs a couple years ago. Follow that up with Deron Bland, who now has 11 picks in what is a, what, season and some change worth of, of work? Think about this for a second. He's got 11 picks, and he didn't start until about week eight last year. That's only like a year and a handful of games because he had one start earlier because you know the injuries or whatnot but this guy is just continuing to to raise his level of play that pick six he had yesterday the fourth pick six of the season ties the record and I think he's gonna break it but that one was the best one uh you know showing that that closing speed that IQ the ability to get up when he realized it wasn't touched Rolls up and then takes it into the end zone, man. Again, and shouts out to Kevin Burkhart. I think that's how you say his name. I mean, he he really, these calls, I know a lot of people don't like Greg Olson, but but his partner's really good with these calls. It got me hyped. But four pick sixes for Deron Bland, and I think we are beyond talking about Deron Bland being an all-pro. He is truly one of the elite young DBs in this game today. And we got two of them. We got two of them. But we're, we're beyond defense. I'm sorry. We're beyond all pro. We're beyond it. He now needs to be in the defensive player of the year discussion if he wasn't. <laughs> if he wasn't, he is now. Four pick sixes. He doesn't have to get another pick six at all, and he should be in the top three. He's likely going to get more. You know, that's just the way it's been going for him. He's got six interceptions, right? That's tied for the league league. But they're not just... Always oh, getting tip picks, or they're just throwing it to him, or no, 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 no. It ain't just oh he's getting interceptions, but he's getting cooked type situation. Deron Bland is still tough to throw at, period. And I know there's be Eagle fans in the chat. They're gonna talk about the touchdown too. And look, good for you. It happens, right? You know, it's hard to shut out somebody for an entire season, right? You allow zero touchdowns all year. He got a touchdown scored on him. Fine. It's the only one though. That's the only one. And when you've tried Deron Bland nine times out of ten, it has not been good. You've been you've been better off just dirting the ball, because because what's happening is he's not just getting the picks, he's getting points. So I really wish we had Diggs, but at some point they're probably going to stop. And I said this in 2021 about Diggs, and it never happened. But at some point you you just can't go to the guy. You, you just got to try something else. Shouts out to Deron Bland. Head of the table today for that pick six. Not far off, though, was Micah. And <laughs> Micah's hilarious. We'll get to it in a second. Micah, you know, coming into this game, it was a whole lot of 
is he slowing down? And he, he definitely was adamant to put that to rest real fast. Finished the game with six tackles, two and a half sacks, had three quarterback hits in this one. He legitimately could have had about four or five sacks the way he was just firing off the ball. He put on a show, I think, uh, with his quickness and his speed. And there was a play I posted it on Twitter. And we'll obviously look at the film as it rolls out today. He It might say two and a half sacks, but just he put on a clinic. He put on a clinic with his moves. They moved him around. They had him rushing from the inside. They had him rushing from the outside. That's how you got to utilize Micah. He's a cheat code over the center of guards, and he got a ton of pressure with those ET stunts as well. So we knew watching the film that that interior was soft and that they didn't deal with uh, stunts very well. We knew that. But Michael Parsons went out there, put on a show. And at the beginning of the game, after maybe, I don't know if it was the second one or just, just him just firing off the ball, the announcer talked about, hey, man, looks like he's drinking rocket fuel. I don't know if he got word that he did he did drink an energy drink prior to the to the game, but it didn't sit right with Micah. And here's here's his explanation on what happened with that with the C4 energy drink. Uh, it just means I'm just getting warmed up. Yeah, so uh, pregame, um, everybody was like, "Man, let's take a shot at C4," and it was just the powder. And it's something I've never done before, and. Um, I took I took the uh, scoop of C4 to the head. He's like, man, just take it dry. Don't don't worry about it. So I was like, man, as soon as I put it on, I was like, man, this is strong. And I got some water to help put it down. I mean, by the fifth play, my heart felt like it was about to jump out my chest. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, it's still messing me up. I'm like, what's going on? It feels like CO2 just went bottled up in my chest. Like, I feel like I was about to explode. And eventually I just started throwing up. Like, it was all coming out. I was like, bro, I'm never doing that shit again. I'm going to stick to my routine. So, Where do you, where do you, you get from that? I might go half a scoop. <laughs> 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 what, what is this supposed to I don't fool with the C4, but I am aware of the C4. Uh, so, apparently, he just took it, like he said, to the dome. He, he had some, um, he had the powder. And he just straight to the dome. I don't recommend that. I look, I, I don't know. I know people do it on these social medias and whatnot. I, I don't recommend that. Mix it up, drink it, pace yourself. It is what it is. He took it to the dome and, and he went out there and he was on some rocket fuel. Uh, but I thought it was funny only because he was okay. But he was on the sideline throwing up. This is a real report. This wasn't Chris, uh, Chris or Thompson faking it. He was on the sideline throwing up, but he was not sick. He came out the game fine. He, he said he's feeling it a little bit from, from what he drank, but not that he's hurting or sick or anything like that. So he should be good to go. But it was good to see him kind of put that to rest, which I don't even know why we needed to have that conversation when you went back and looked at his previous games. <clears throat> Excuse me. He was not slowing down. He just, it wasn't his day in that game, apparently, in a game when you win by 40 points. So uh, he came back out. So, hey, look, say it again. Keep saying, it. you know, clearly these players who just go on social media. They hear the noise. And depending on the type of player you are, you take that noise and you use it as rocket fuel. You just use it as rocket fuel. Shouts out to Michael for doing that. Six and a half or six tackles, two and a half sacks. Of course, he's at the grown folk table for this one. And then finally, Tony Pollard, who finished the day with you know over five yards per carry. It's been a while. Uh, I want to say like last month or something like that on twelve carries. And if it wasn't for that ridiculous wildcat stuff, I mean. Mike was, is it, I'm going to talk to you all talk to y'all about this, but Mike, it felt like to me he was using this Panthers game as like an experimentation game. 
I mean, we saw Wildcat like three times. We saw, you know, Dak out there at wide receiver. They, they, they did the Wildcat fake pitch to Dak, and, and Tony lost 10 yards on that play. So you're talking about him averaging damn near seven yards per carry if that doesn't happen. Uh, but let, let's go ahead and put that to rest. We aren't a Wildcat team, man. We don't, we don't need to be a Wildcat. Wildcat is for if you don't got a damn quarterback. You don't need to do that. So that's, but that's neither here nor there. Tony Pollard in this game, really from the jump, uh, second possession, first possession, went three and out. Dallas keeps doing that. We saw that burst and that explosion from him that we're used to seeing. And and kudos to the offensive line because I, I've i always said, I mean, you could see the burst was there. He just doesn't have the room that he used to have and be able to put on that type of show. And you had those lanes in that game yesterday. One particular play, Terrence Steele took out two dudes on the outside, right? And you saw him hit the hole. You saw him hitting the hole or hitting these lanes for eight-yard runs. Tough for He ran hard. And I think he's been running hard since week, uh, whatever week it was against the, the Eagles. You saw him running hard, running over to Kobe Dean or whatnot. But when you give him, or Rico for that matter, you give them that room, these guys have some bursts to get downhill. One is more of an angry runner. The other one, he's basically just using physics. Tony is so quick and fast and, and, and has that explosion that even though he's not a big dude, if you give him that head of steam and he's going, he can break those those tackles. And that's what happened on that 22-yard touchdown run, which I think was his best run of the season. He showed that burst. It was an inside zone toss pitch, which, again, another thing, inside zone, right? Getting to the outside, working the inside zone. He gets downhill, and he, and he runs through some arm tackles. And I say some, I mean five. I mean, he broke five tackles on his way to a touchdown. And I'm hoping that kind of gets them going and showing the way to use TP. I think they've been using TP. He's averaging like 12 carries a game over the last month or so of the season. But the way to use him, inside zone, get outside. Rico only had two carries in it. Or well, he had nine carries. But he only had two carries before the game got out of hand. Um, and it wasn't, what, again, wasn't his day. It is what it is. These two guys, that's going to happen sometimes. Sometimes it's one of the players' day. Sometimes it's the other. You would love for them both to be on the same page. Uh, but that's the that's the, the nature of the league. It's not always going to happen. So it was good to see one of them get off on the team that wasn't great at defending the run. Because we needed to see that. We talked about that coming into this game. So TP, DB. And Micah Parsons at the grown folk table for me, Cowboys Nation. I know what time it is. I'll give y'all some time. I'll give y'all some time to link up. You know, you gotta tell the cousins, right? You. <laughs> that, that's the universal. <laughs> that's the universal sign. Everybody chilling? You. About to, about to go to the store, mom. Who going on a walk with us? Another player to me that helped Tony Pollard convert in this game, y'all, was Hunter Lipke. I went back, rewatched the broadcast version, and, and, and look, you know, Hunter doesn't get a lot of carries or anything like that, but he's in there for run blocking. And I just noticed every time I go back and watch lately, as the season has progressed, he's developing into a decent run-blocking fullback. He is. And if y'all remember, my bad, I was loud. <laughs> I blew y'all ears up. If y'all remember at the beginning of the year, 
we would do some of these sessions, right? These film sessions, and I'd say, it's going to take some time. It's going, it's going to take some time for Hunter Lipke to, to develop into that blocking fullback. He has not been a blocking fullback in his career. He was a running back, fullback body, catch the ball at the backfield and whatnot, right? But as it's been progressing throughout the season, you see him making some solid blocks. I mean, is, is he rooting these guys out like, say, a uh, Moose Johnson? No, I'm not saying he's doing all that. But he is, he is executing his blocks, and he did so on a number of occasions, one specifically, uh, on the Tony Pollard touchdown. You know, he's the first one through the hole, squares up the, li- the linebacker, seals him off, creates the lane for Tony Pollard to, to run through some arm tackles there. So uh, I got Hunter Lipke going on a walk with us. And I, don't, I didn't want Hunter to feel out of place. I don't know what they do up there in North Dakota State. I know they go actually, they hunt, you know. So I didn't want him to feel out of place. So we brought Luke Scooterbaker with us. Come on, Luke. Your mans need somebody to go on this walk with. I don't know if y'all partake in the, you know, the festivities that we do here. But we got Luke on a walk, and here's why. There were a few players that needed some good things to happen, some 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 good plays to build some momentum, some confidence within themselves. And you could argue Luke was right at the top of that scale, right? He, he dropped touchdown pass, couldn't quite get in the end zone, dropping passes last three weeks prior to last yesterday. Not the greatest for him, right? So he needed a play. He needed to, to, to get going. And lo and behold, get a motion going down in the red zone. And he probably could have went to either one of these guys. And 12 personnel, because we talked about how important it w- was to get some type of threat out there on from the other tight end. And 12 personnel, uh, Jake Ferguson carries the, the safety just a little bit enough. Luke Schoolmaker hits the scene. And I'm like, here we go. Dak loves this damn play, puts it right on the money, and I'm like, just, just got to catch it, Luke. Not only does he catch it, you know you're about to take a hit. These, these plays are always going to take a hit. Takes the hit, secures the catch, touchdown. Almost blew your ears out again. Pressing all types of buttons. I'm pressing all types of buttons because I'm happy for Luke Schoonmaker, man. He, he needed that, and what I'm hoping is, again, I'm not saying treat this just like we would treat Michael Gallup. Great play. We don't need to go to you six, seven times a game. But there's going to be two or three times in these games where you're going to be needed. We had, we had this conversation. I think it was either on the air or off the air. Michael Gallup is the single most singled up wide receiver in the National Football League statistically. Got to make him pay from time to time. Luke, you're, you're going to have one-on-ones. You're going to have that seam shot. You're going to have the drag routes. We need you to make him pay, pay from time to time, even if it's only two or three times out of the game. So hopefully him securing that contested catch, which is something that he's not, wasn't his game or isn't his game, that takes him to the next level from a confidence standpoint. So I got Hunter Lipke and Luke Schoolmaker together on this walk because I don't know if they partake in the festivities. I'm also bringing two other dudes. One might be considered a knucklehead, but then I got the old head coming with him. Sam Williams and Demarcus Lawrence. And here's why I'm bringing Sam, because Sam keeps going on these walks, and at some point, he don't get tired of these talks, right? He wants to be, I want to be at the grown folk table. But I feel like we're on to something a little bit here with Sam Williams. This is now, what, y'all, three games in a row? Three games in a row, Sam has a sack? And it's not just a sack, right? Because all sacks are not created equal. You can you can luck up into a sack. You can get a guy just falls down, pushed in front of you, you cleaning up. Nah, Sam's sacks have been 
because he's just whooping his guy. He's just whooping his guy, you know, and, and he also had a couple other quarterback hits on the day. And you're, you're seeing him now build that momentum. And I think what it took and really it's four games he's making plays. It took that play on special teams, right? Blocks the punt. The next week he gets the sack fumble. The next week gets a sack on DeVito. And then this past Sunday he gets a sack on uh, Bryce Young. So Sam Williams is stacking good days on top of each other. And he's now making plays on the field. And that's all you can ask for for a young guy that's part of a rotation. He's not a starter just yet, so he's part of this rotation. And the whole rotation, one off. I mean, everybody got part of this, got a part of the sack party here, including Demarcus Lawrence, who's the old head I got rolling with Sam to calm his ass down. Demarcus Lawrence had another sack in this game. That's back-to-back weeks. He gets on the board. A lot of people want to see him get the sacks, but they talked about him before the game about how important he is to this defensive line. He is the glue guy to this front seven. He does so much dirty work. He helps create for others, and obviously he's a, an edge-containing type guy if they, were, if they would run to his side. Um, he had a play where, again, a TT stunt, tackle, tackle, stunt, where he's, again, just being a demolition dude, trying to help create for others. In doing so, he was rewarded because he just, just abused the center, just got him up out the club, and then he finished the playoff by getting the sack. So I invited D-Law to the, to, to the he to the cookout. He here. He had a grown folk table, but he want to walk with us. So mines, and, and look, there's some other players you could throw on here too. But I got Sam Williams, D-Law, Luke Schoolmaker, Hunter Lipke. I felt like I want to give Hunter Lipke. And another thing I didn't bring up about Hunter Lipke, um, he was in on a lot of, or a handful, I should say, special teams tackles as well. So Hunter Lipke, Luke Schoolmaker, D-Law, Sam on the walk, and I got T.P., Deron Bland, and Michael Parsons at the grown folk table. Who we missing on the walk here? I, I didn't think it was, I mean, you could you could maybe talk about Dak if you wanted. I thought this was just a, another just normal, efficient type of game for Dak. Didn't need to go crazy here. Two touchdowns, took care of the ball. He had like an 83 QBR or something crazy, so I, I it was, it was cool. I didn't I didn't think I needed to put him at the table or anything like that. But if you wanted to bring him on a walk, that's fine. Um, CD got to the end zone, but didn't put up a whole lot of numbers. Let me say this. I ain't going to bring him to the walk, but I'll give them some respect here. Put some respect on, on the Carolina Panthers in, in their pass defense, right? They were not going to let the Cowboys make any plays downfield. They played in that, that too high shell. And we talked about, I think, in the postgame, shouts out to Love of the star. I didn't. I didn't realize this. When they play against those type of teams that pass the ball very well, they play over eighty something percent of their snaps in zone. They say we ain't, we ain't let y'all beat us deep. That's what happened. So Dak had to kind of just take take what you can get and run the ball. And on the touchdown run to Tony Pollard, you saw the safety split back into that two high shell, opens up the middle of the field. Tony Pollard breaks some tackles and he gets it into the end zone. So that's how you got to make those type of teams pay. You got to be able to run the ball when you need to. And then once you get down to that red zone, green zone area, make them, make them pay by scoring touchdowns. And that's what the Cowboys did. So those are my guys. Marquise Bell, I have to go back. I have to go back. Uh, Scott, did you see Tyrone, Tyron Smith? Tyron Smith's animated picture when they showed up, showed up. Nah, I didn't see it, man. I had to go back and look at that. Steel. So what I, what I normally do, just some of the, I don't want to call them rules, right? But I, I like to wait until 
the uh, tape comes out. But Terrence still clearing those two, those two dudes in one shot alone could <laughs> invite him to the walk. But I like to wait until I get the, the tape and I go back and look at the line. And we usually do like an O-line ranking or we talk about the O-line on tape Tuesday. So that's why you'll never really see an offensive lineman um, involved in these things because there's so many other little things that you, we just can't get a grasp of. But uh, fair enough with still because of this, just that play alone, man. That play alone, definitely. They were CT, surprisingly, because they were a bad tackling team except for that play, right? Like, that play, they weren't tackling. Actually, there was a couple plays I saw Tony break some tackles in that game. But they're a pretty bad tackling team, and you saw it on that run. It's still back to being my second cousin. He went from third cousin to cuz real fast, right? I say, yeah, back to being the second cuz. Let's keep stacking these things to get back to cuz status. Uh, yes, Vach will on Patreon. If I want to go see him break down the nuances of it, uh, Vach will be breaking down the offensive lineman a little bit later on today. Tomorrow we'll break down our drive of the game. And if you don't, if you happen to miss them, obviously you can get the all 22 yourself and take a look at the offensive line. So that's what I like to do. I usually, after the show's over, I go and I watch my, the all 22 and take down my nose, find a drive of the game, take a look at the O-line for myself. And uh, come back with my report on certain players up front. So that's the only reason why I don't include them. Uh, because there's just so much little things we can't see. Just can't see. The curse has been lifted, says says Will. Bernie, I sure hope so, man. I sure hope so. All right, like I said, we're on a limited basis today. So let's get back to the phone lines. We got one, two, three, four. I'll leave them open for a few more minutes. And uh, we'll wrap to y'all. Let's talk to JR, man. What's good, JR? Scott. What's happening? What's good, baby? How you feeling? Like I said, I, I, I'm a little under it, but we good. We here. We kicking it. Man, hey. You know what I'm saying? I, man, I wish I would have had you. Know, we had a show out there right by you where, you know, you, y'all stay where the money is. We had a show out there, man. And they got some They got some communion out there. Where at? Where, cost, where your uh, little, two partners little, is? No, 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 no. It's by you. It's by uh, up, up, up. You know what I'm saying? Up, up, seventy five. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. One after Saturday. So I, oh, I've been yeah, you should have hit me. All the, yeah, man. I've been sleep. I slept through the game. <laughs> I had to get the <laughs> But man, I woke up and I saw the Deron Blend interception. You know what I'm saying? Woke up and up I was per- like, uh, bro, another one, another one, yo. Jerry got to what? Jerry got to pay that man. I I, I want to say it in the Coach Brown voice, but I just woke up, man. That, hey, drink your water, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Drink your water, all right. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Drink your water. But man, hey, you know what? Like, I caught the post game, and they and weird. they still own us even in the post game. And I said, God darn, they don't believe. Who was it that was uh with the gap? What's that? What, what's my what's my uh, big uh, straight hand? Uh, straight hand. God darn, he don't believe. They own it. Talking about they only beating the weak teams. We not just beating the god darn weak teams. We dominating the weak teams. Okay, yeah. how many of them putting thirty and forty points? Interception for a touchdown. Three, four, five, six TDs. Breaking NFL god darn records yeah. against these 
so-called weak teams. God darn, that's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. We doing a darn job. All that they say is a bunch of bull junk. It's a bunch of bull junk, Sky. And I don't like it because they ain't giving us the respect. But you know what? We keeping the goddamn receipts. We keeping the goddamn receipts. And when we got there and got to play them goddamn Redskins, they gonna have to goddamn show up. All right? Now, Doug Bland, he's looking good. He's feeling good. Got Ernie playing good. Jerry, you gonna have to pay that boy. Somebody gonna pay that boy, Jerry. You better pay him now. You better pay him goddamn now. All right? All that other stuff, you better put him at the table. It got to be him, Parsons, and CD. What you gonna do with them three, Jerry? Last but not least, I'm proud of the big fella. He finally getting into the hall. All right, the ring on him. He finally getting in there. I'm proud of him. Jerry, you did right. All right, you did good. I'm proud of you. And, it, hey, this thing coming together. So, yeah. guy, I know you said you're a little stitches. All I got to ask you is this, guy. Do you believe? Do you believe, baby? I believe. Do man. you believe? I believe. That's all I got. And that's prime, baby. That's prime, baby. <laughs> Appreciate you, JR. <laughs> Yeah, man. It, 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 I, I really I really do think this is going to do something. I, I don't know if people in that locker room, right? Because as fans, I think it's different from, from a player standpoint. Like, the players, they're, they're, they're robotic in the sense of, hey, this is my routine, bing, 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 bing. They're not really thinking about Jimmy Johnson being the ring of or anything like that. They got they got the, the Washington football people to worry about on, on, on Thursday. And then after that, the Seattle Seahawks. And then Philly, right? They, 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 tough schedule. But as fans, Fans, we know how much of a, how big of a deal this is. It's huge. It might be the biggest news of the year for the Cowboys, not injury related. And as for the schedule and beating these teams, like what do you want the Cowboys to do? Not you, Cowboys Nation, although there are some fans who just can't, just can't live in a win. I mean, I don't, I don't care who we play, man. At the end of the day, are you a fan of the team, right? You should be excited for a win, period. And then we move forward, as we usually do. But I don't know what, what the, the, the the media or fans want the Cowboys to do. They want them to lay down against these teams. This is why they're in a no-win situation. If they play these teams close, they will complain that they're playing these teams close. If they blow them out, ah, they're just blowing out weak opponents. They're doing what they got to do. We can say a they're just terrible opponents. They do this. They beat up bad teams. But... I'm, I'm really being honest here. Please go find me all of these organizations, all of these teams over the last, whatever, five years, whatever, I don't know, 10 years that roll up against the bad teams during the season and they're whooping them by 20, 30 plus points every single time. We can poo-poo it. That's fine. I mean, look, we talk about it and we move forward, but that ain't normal, you know? Once again, fourth quarter hat came on. Here we are, came out. And I, I saw a stat. I don't know how real this is, but some of these starters, specifically Dak, because he's the quarterback, is easier, is the easiest to, to find, have quite literally sat out a full game worth of, of plays, of time, because of that. That's not normal, though. Not in week 11. Maybe you finish off 17, 17 games, 16 games, and you say you go back and be like, oh, there was six games they had. Seven out of the, or six out of the 11 games have been in this manner. If you count the, count the Niners game, it's seven. But that's just crazy, man. So don't worry about them. 
don't worry about them. Cowboys went out there. They handled business. They did what they had to do. They got their guys out. And we talked about this leg, this stretch of three games in like 12 days or whatever it is. It was important to, to, to get that fourth quarter hat if you could. It was important to get some of these young bucks involved later if you could so that you can get some rest for some of these veterans uh, because of the Sunday game, the quick turnaround and, and right back, or Thursday game, then quick turnaround and right back on Thursday. So at the end of the day, that's how I feel. Now let's see if we can get James back one more again. James. Yeah, we'll try there that again, Sky. I'm go. sorry. Man. I go. wasn't paying no I was listening to something else because I'm not used to getting on, you know, so quickly, so I apologize. All good. But, hey, man, that was a good game yesterday. Um, whether It seems like the going narrative, like you kind of said, I'm just going to just kind of make a quick point, and then I got a question for you. Be quick. Um, so it just seems like, as you said, the kind of the narrative is when we blow out a bad team, oh, that team was really bad. It was only about Panthers. But if, like, the Niners do it or the Eagles do it, Oh, that was a great win. Wasn't that so dominating? You know, and it's just getting tiresome. I feel you. I'm getting tired of it. I think most everybody in Cowboy Nation is getting tired of it. But like you said, you got to play everybody on your schedule. Yeah, what are you, you going to do, James? And a win is a win. And you know what's wild about exactly. it? I mean, I, I can't speak for all of Cowboys Nation. I never try to do that, even though sometimes I say y'all crazy. But at least from, right. from you know, the callers that call into my show, uh, those who participate in the chat, and, and just some people I, I see on Twitter, I don't really see us going crazy over blowing these bad teams out for seven days, right? Like we're we're not sitting here like, oh my god, right. we just smashed the Giants forty-eight to nothing or whatever it was, and we're the the mm-hmm. best thing since sliced bread. It's like, all right, we did what we had to do. Right. All right, let's keep it moving. We got we got some more business to handle. Exactly. We understand this. We understand the circumstances. Logical Cowboy fans, right? Understand the circumstances, right? Right. And then and then as far as the backside of our schedule, I I really think. Now, this is just from my perspective. I really think we're going to be – I think we'll be okay. Um, I'm going to say – I think I think of what it is. Uh, uh, toward the end, we I think we play the Eagles, uh, the Dolphins, the Bills, yeah, and the Lions, that's I the think. Stretch. That's the stretch. Like that. That. Yeah, that's the tough stretch. Yeah. yeah, I'm so confident in what I'm seeing, if we can just put it together, and if the referees cooperate too, I think we could go 3-1. I really do yeah. in that stretch because I think I Buffalo think to me, yeah, I think we can, but we we, we can't be stupid though. You know, we got to we sure. got to keep playing like we're playing, and just you know. And so here's my question: Now you were talking about Deron Bland, and I'll tell you from my perspective of what I've seen with it, that was so nasty because to 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 kind of I think he stumbled or he or or he kind of tripped over his own foot for a second, but to make up that ground and reach his hands in front of the receiver and say, give me that. That was just nasty. That was crazy. Yeah. yeah. I he mean, I don't – I, that was crazy. He got some ridiculous you know? closing so speed. My, yeah, it was. So here's my question. Now, do you think now, and no disrespect to Gilmore or anybody like that, do you think now Deron Bland has solidified himself across some trade eggs next season? I think I, – Hello? Check Can it. you see that? I, I, think that? I don't know. That's what I'm asking you. That Ben was the case. I, I think that was the case. Oh, okay. Even in the offseason, right? Like, even, even before Diggs went down, I think the thought process was in 2024, you got your two outside corners. I mean, me personally. I don't know how okay. anybody else felt it, but 
I, I thought you had your right. corners and and Diggs and and and, and Deron Bland. So I mean, this is it's clear right. now. I mean, if there was any questions, those questions should be. Yeah, I think that's now, all been right? put to bed. That's yeah, all been yeah, put yeah. to bed for 100%. sure. Because Deron Bland is just like I said, man. That that, that was filthy, bro. I mean, I listened to you and and Vots a lot. Now that was just that that was that was filthy. Because uh, Deron Bland has got good technique, and I'll say this now: I don't know. You know, it's going to be a good matchup. I think everybody's going to be watching this. I cannot wait till we play Miami. I'd like to see him just literally shadow Tyreek Hill. I want to see how that's going to come out. That's going to be good. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one there. I think you're going to have to. You're going to have to. It, it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be his one of his toughest ones to date. But uh, you know, yeah. if anybody might be able to to cover him, he's the only one we got that probably can. TBD. I'm, I might ain't gonna sit here and fake it, bro. Like that Tyreek is different. Like Ty Ty Tyreek yeah, is, is. is a different he is. He situation, is. bro. So I gotta but, see uh, how But Bland, we... when he was governing uh, AJ Brown, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of did his thing too. He, he kind of, you know, was right there too. So we'll see. <laughs> he ain't AJ Brown. I know that's weeks out, but we'll see, bro. He but anyway, Sky as always, man. You know, you and you know, you and Vach are the best, man. So uh, enjoy this win, and we will talk at you later. All right, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, that's a different animal, man. That's a whole, that's a whole different animal, man. Uh, the speed of which which he runs, how they use him, it's going to take a collective effort. I'm I'm not going to put that on DB by himself. I think the Cowboys are going to have to be able to scheme against that against that team. Now you get help from the front seven, right? You get some pressure. That's where DB can now jump some routes or whatever. Uh, if they're playing in zone, he can he can make the read. But that ain't AJ Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna Tyreek is something crazy. He's about to go for two thousand or something crazy. All right, let's keep it busting, man. Uh, Miss Starch popped up in here. What's good, Miss Star? What's up, Scott? How you doing? Fantastic. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, oh, I'm just calling in to just comment on a few things, and then I'll get at you because I know you got other callers. Uh, but. Uh, first, I just want to comment on the whole Jimmy Johnson getting into the Ring of Honor thing. Sure. You know, I think <laughs> I think that was, of course, we all had experienced it. What was that like two years ago? Jerry said he was gonna do it, but obviously he didn't. He didn't mean it. He didn't put a date to it, so it was just smoke, you know. But uh, him actually putting a date to it, I think, um, just finally get something off Cowboys Nation's back, which. Like you said, you're a superstitious person. I'm not a superstitious person. I definitely went on a rant earlier this year about how the curse, like, it's not real. All of the, it's all of the, all of the issues that we've had been because of football issues, front office making dumb decisions. But nonetheless, I'm glad that this is happening so that, you know, the Cowboys fans don't have to feel that pit in their stomach whenever we're having, whenever we're having these big games. You don't have to have that pit in your stomach like. We're not going to do it because Jimmy's still not in the ring of honor. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm glad that Jerry is finally handling that so that we can just move on and focus on football stuff um, and not stuff that has to do with the curse, whether it's real or not. It doesn't matter because hopefully it will be broken on December 30th. I'm I'm hoping. (laughs) Fingers crossed it's broken on December 30th. Um, And then um, I wanted to talk about just commenting on the, the run game. Uh, I don't think they put out the all 22 yet, but just I think I had saw some clips and stuff online. I think shout out to Law Nation who reposted Tony Pollard's highlight runs yesterday. And it does seem like we are finally 
sticking to zone run, outside zone, inside zone. I didn't really see in those highlight clips the guards pulling or the tight ends pulling. So thank God for that because I just think that just was not working out for us. So shout out out to Mike Solari for adjusting. I think this coaching staff really does need to get some class because they have adjusted. And these are like older guys who – probably wanted to stick to their guns, but realizing, like, if we want to win a Super Bowl, you know, that we have to adjust. That's, yeah. that's Play to your players' all... strengths. Yeah. And mitigate right. the – I think even more so, like, mitigate the weakness because every player has yes. a weakness in their in their game, but yeah. how can you mask that? Yep. I think – and I, when I looked at the film early in the year, I'm like, it seems like we're really good at zone run, but – this pulling the guards and the tight ends, and all, it just was a jumbled mess. And I'm like, I don't think we're good at this. I no. think you said that a couple of I've been saying it for, for quite some time. Uh, you know, and, and, let me know if you peep it. When they, pull, when they do that pull out of the shotgun, it's like our, our pulls are too tight. It's sloppy. We're tripping over each other. But if you allow them yeah. to just kind of get to a space in regards to zone, whether it be yep. inside zone or, or, or stretch, which we don't run a ton of stretch, but just getting outside. When you allow them mm-hmm. to kind of just get to space and, and allow the running back to find green, stick that foot in the ground, find a green, I think that best yeah. suits these guys in general. And if you want to get a little bit more, you know, getting guys pulling, then, then get outside. Let Tyron Smith get outside. Let let Tyler yeah. get outside. Now Steele, we saw what Steele did yesterday. Let yep. him get outside. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But the power football gap stuff is not, in my opinion, yeah. and like you said, I've been talking about it for a while, <laughs> is not this, this, that's not this team, bro. This isn't 2016. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's just not us. And I think, you know, we was able to see, oh, wow, like the run game is is clicking because we've been able to make those adjustments. So shout out to this coaching staff. And then um, I think pretty much the last thing or two two things I want to say. One, well, I guess they both have to do with, with Dak. I just want to shout out to all the Cowboys fans in the chat. You got like 600 people in the chat. Guys, please let's vote Dak Prescott to the Pro Bowl, please. I know in the last time he had a season like this, 2021, we didn't even vote him to the Pro Bowl. He ended up making it as an alternate, but I think that's the year he was like, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, he didn't want to go. So I think we can see that. Yeah, he had the calf injury. So I really think that, you know, I've never seen, I say the freeness of Dak, I have not seen this since Mississippi State that. I was about to say, not in the, the league. <laughs> like, the freeness, I have not seen. Now, the, of course, his accuracy, all of this stuff he's doing. Now, this is this is leveled up, Dak, but the freeness where he just has control of this offense and actually is out there making plays, I haven't seen that since Mississippi State. So, Dak has really – turned it up. There was many people asking, has Dak Prescott peaked? This is the best he can do. Dak needs a running game. He just needs everything perfect around him to win. He just I think Dak is getting rid of that narrative, you know, but in order to stamp the year, players do do need awards. You know what I'm saying? Like they need some well, accolades behind their belt me, in let, order to accomplish it. Go ahead. Let me just push back a little bit. I don't think he needs a Pro Bowl nod. Uh but but, but I, I think he needs and I say he because this this sucks because it's not just a one person thing, but he needs postseason success. I, I don't think yeah. going to the Pro Bowl is going to change anybody's mind. Uh, we we got a little saying here: Were they a Pro Bowl player or did they just go to the Pro Bowl? Yeah, Dak is is definitely a Pro Bowl player this year for sure. 
Uh, you can probably even argue, uh, depending on how this goes, because right now it's leading the league and t- tie for league NFC. I'm sorry, and touchdown passes, cleaned up the, the turnovers. If if he finishes the season with 12, 13 wins and he and, and he gets some big wins against some of those teams, you can start arguing maybe all pro type of situation. But end of the day, it's about him being that pro bowler or all pro in in the postseason. Uh, for a ride, for a, for a nice little run in that postseason. Because I'm I just saying, Star, you know how this go. It don't matter if he gets yeah. a Pro Bowl. No, you know how I'm totally – and I was going to pick – like, I'm not just saying just get him to the Pro Bowl because, I mean, a lot of people would just make the Pro Bowl. But in order for him to make all pros, which I'm getting to, it's like he's going to have to make the Pro Bowl. So, no, not necessarily. Think, Sean Lee was first-team All-Pro and didn't go to the Pro Bowl. Uh, I can't remember oh, what year it was. Well, well, thank you for correcting me on that because I thought yeah. for sure you had to get to the Pro Bowl in order to get voted All-Pro. But uh, anyway, I just want – when our quarterback is playing as good as he is, I just want Dak to get his flowers because he's had a lot of slack. Of course, we're going to have to go in there. He's going to have to – because he's going to have to defeat some of these teams going down the street without question. If he wants to be keeping the MVP toss and he wants to be all pro because if Purdy, Hurts, or Golf have a better record than him, these guys are going to get the nod over him. I already know that. So, yeah, you, you, you said know, it. We, we, you said it. He's going to have to beat beat these opponents during this stretch. I mean, he's yeah. going to get his uh, I think we've done that. I think we've we've done a great job giving him, you know, his credit and, and then we we move forward, but he's going to this is the stretch, right? This is the stretch where we're going to need him to play the best ball of his life because this is going to be a tough stretch and now we can get some of that momentum going into the postseason, but um I, I think Absolutely. I think the totality of the quote-unquote flowers will be reserved until postseason. That's just how it goes. You know how it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, that's. I mean, I know he's definitely gonna have to see what he does in the in the post, but still mm. wanna still want my guy to get his yeah. awards this for the in season accolades. But anyway, uh, thank you for you know taking my call, Sky. Uh, go Cowboys, and uh, hope y'all have a good rest of your day. Thank you, Miss Star. Indeed, indeed, man. Oh. Look. I think he's on his way, right? If, if if we're talking about being a Pro Bowl player, remember I talked about Pro Bowl player and Pro Bowl two different things. Yeah, one hundred percent. The numbers are, are adding up. He's he like she said. The most important thing. Forget the numbers. We've seen him have numbers, right? He he just looks in a zone. He he just looks more free. He he looks like he is, and it's crazy because you don't normally master an offense the West Coast that fast. It takes some years, but. Looks like he mastered it. Uh, prime example: the play in the in the end zone at the in the red zone at the end of the half, and Greg Olson did a fantastic job breaking it down. He notices pre-snap, we're going to out again the all-out blitz, or we're getting a cover zero style of coverage, and this is one of his best attributes pre-snap, right? And now post-snap, he's doing some amazing things this year, and he says, "Nope, come on in. We were in the money set. We had uh, Jake Ferguson." Uh, Lamb and Cooks. We're in our money set that we talk about, right? He said, now nah, come on in here, Jake. So-and-so's blitzing, right? So now we got six on six. Jake Ferguson picks up the blitz. Fan- I mean, good. Wait till y'all go watch that. He picks up the blitz. Amazing. Well, not even a blitz, really. He picks up the defensive end. The defensive end, he's one-on-one with that guy and just, just runs with him. Gives Dak the time. We got a, a basically a slant flat combination type situation going on, uh, and touchdown, right? Or it was actually a corner route touchdown to CD Lamb. That is Dak pre snap, and no matter who you got out there, that's just him being at the top of his game pre snap. So 
he's just in a zone right now. And uh, all, all he needs to do now is just have those signature wins and then, then obviously in the postseason, get the postseason wins. But there's just no denying how well he's playing, no matter what. I mean, he's, he's really only had one bad game uh, this year, which was uh, the San Francisco game. We got one, two, three, four callers. Eight, three, two, what's up? How you doing, brother? This is Dr. C from Houston. I uh, typically call into Law Nation thing, but I listen to you. by Thanks, sir. Yeah, I want to just quickly give you guys a shout-out for doing your research, okay? That's what I like about how you guys operate amidst a lot of other teams and how they cover and they pods. You guys do your research, and it's second to none. So Thank let you. me start with this. Yeah, i just got to give you your props. Let me tell you some things that I'm seeing, okay? And I don't have a problem with my quarterback. You know, considering it's all been a lot of question marks, but he's coming around because I'm glad we got rid of Joystick because one thing I noticed about Joystick is that he called the game like he was playing Madden. Mm. That always bothered me. He didn't understand the nuances. So that's fine. I'm not saying he was a bad one. He just needed to mature. Right. And we didn't have time for that, and we gave him enough, so it's all good. My line, my old line my O-line is okay. I'm not uh, worried about them. little concern, but not worried. Here's my, cons- my, my con- real concern. My, my free safeties, the way they play, hooker, from time to time, is just a little questionable. Secondly, I got to say, my, my defensive tackles, not Hank, but sometimes Osa, Neville, I just don't see the consistency of the dog. Mm. To me, our best D-tackle is, is, is Lawrence. And it's like, what? Because he's a dog in there. That bothers me. Uh, what interesting, else? interesting. You, you're, so you're not, you're not really on this Osa train this year. I think Osa's having a, a really damn good year this year. But follow me. I didn't say I'm not with him. I say consistency. The opposite words. As I watch Osa's game, and again, I'm not, I'm not pressing him, uh-huh. but what I'm saying overall, game to game, and it could be schemes that uh, our D.C. is deciding to run where he's not appearing. I'm fine with that. Neither am I down on our first-round draft pick. I'm not down on Mozzie because he's, you know, kind of building, but I'm just saying for consistency. I, now I like how we've covered our gaps in our – with uh, our cornerback getting hurt, we've covered that really well considering for how we're playing at, at the position of corner. We're doing great. Linebacker, we've covered that really well considering the lack of numbers we've had at linebacker. So overall for me, I just like when we go into these uh, uh, games, when we're playing against the so-called good teams, all, all I've been looking for is Mike to be able to get us over the hump to do what we did like we did in Philly. Just go and bring your game that you normally bring everywhere else in those bigger games. That's the only little thing that concerns me sometimes. What kind of game are we bringing to the bigger games? We got mm-hmm. what it takes. Yeah. The question is, are we going to bring it that day? Yeah, that's, that's, that, that's, that's definitely true. Like We know we got the talent here. We know schematically we can do some good things. Uh, it's about bringing that all to the table and putting it together against the good teams. I mean, that's just is what it is, man. Exactly. And lastly, our receiving core. 
Um, I'm still looking for Tolbert. He had a few misses. Okay. And uh, Gallup, don't know exactly what's happening with him, but we just need someone like maybe Brooks to come in, do the, if he's allowed to do a little bit more. So I'm just looking at current and future things. That concerns me. But I like what we got. I like what we're doing. I'm never going to get rid of him because I've been here since, you know, I was a kid, 19, uh, like 1976, five years old. I like the store and the colors. So, But anyway, man, don't want to hold up somebody else calling. I'm one of those fans that I'm not just a fan of the Cowboys. I watch football. Right, football so fan, yeah. Blown away. Yeah, when we win a game, I'm not saying we're going to the Super Bowl. I'm no fool. You got to have what it takes. There's a lot. But, you know, I just like to debate it, but with research. Yes. Don't bring me no mess that you haven't researched. You're just talking from being a fandom. Mm-hmm. But that's when you look crazy because I listen to you and Potts when people call in with their theories that don't go with no research. <laughs> like, and, I, and, I, and, Doc, I always have to understand that. Like, I, This is literally my job. I, I quite literally spend all day and even nights sometimes researching and, and, and taking notes and putting things in my phone and, and, and making you know videos or clipping up things and watching this. So I get it. that Not everybody's going to see every damn thing. I don't even see everything. We're doing all the research. But I, I try to at least bring an educated opinion to this thing along with my fan side because I'm still at the end of the day a fan, but I feel like I got an obligation. But, hey, Doc, this was a fantastic call. I appreciate you calling in, man. All right, brother. Take care. Thank you. He uh, said something there about about uh, Michael Gallup, that I wanted to go look at John Owning. He had dropped something, because this is something we've been noticing, right? We've been talking about this since, what game did Mike, just had a bad game. Might have been Philly, I don't know. It was the Philly game, actually. It was the Philly game where his snap started to decrease. So here is Michael Gallup's, and this is this is just kind of an excerpt. Michael Gallup's playing time reaches a new low. So Gallup's share of offensive snaps has declined each week since since week five so actually it was San Fran Gallup played in 18 of a possible 32 snaps and 11 personnel over the first three quarters with Jalen Tober taking 14 we're talking about in this past game uh Tober played more last week by taking a few snaps from Brandon Cooks but Cooks played 29 of 32 in 11 personnel Finally. Gallup didn't take a single snap in a two wide receiver set for the second straight week of the season and last week, Gallup continued to play into the fourth with the backups because Turpin was inactive, making Gallup clearly among the bottom three on the depth chart. This week, Gallup only took two snaps in the fourth quarter. Jalen Brooks and Tobert taking most of the fourth quarter snaps. Uh, he caught three passes for 31 yards. So Gallup is doing essentially what we talked about, right? Like less is more. He had three targets, three receptions, 31 yards. Last week, two targets, two receptions, 70 yards, right? I, I don't foresee him really eclipsing that for the rest of the season, and less is more. We want efficiency out of Michael Gallup. I think that's the best way to get it. And when you have these blowouts, you're able to get a little bit more Tobert in the game to, to get him going because he's not going, but he needs snaps. It is what it is. Brooks now is a guy we're getting Jalen Brooks going. I wonder where Martavis Bryant is. And this is way left field, right? Way left field. I just, I'm just curious, right? Where is where where is he at in his situation? Because all these guys, I personally think the the run of blowing teams out by 30 points or whatever it is, is probably coming to an end here soon. So, you know, trying to get these young guys involved or get a guy like Martavis Bryant involved in the game, 
it might it might have to be now via injury or something like that to get called up. But this would have been a good game to see. Hey, let's kind of throw him out there, just get him running around, learning the offense or whatnot. He might not even be ready. But I was just thinking about that because if we're getting Brooks involved and Tobert involved and, and guys like that, um, it's clear that they want to expand. Like we got our top two, top three, let's be honest. We got our top two receivers, but then the tight end. And everybody else is just really a part of the of a role player. And that's really how I see it. Everybody just do their role, whether it be Gallup being a jump ball guy or, or a screen guy, whether it be Tobert doing clear outs and being a guy that, that, that makes something happen after the catch uh, or not after the catch, after the play breaks down, whether it be Brooks getting in the game later and just get, making himself involved and in, in getting these reps. But these guys are role players and you got your top three dudes. It's kind of how I see it for the rest of the year. Let's go 804. What's up? Hello? Yes, sir. Hey, Scott Laurel. Oh, what's up, Laurel? I, I did see that here. What's good with you? Hey, much, man. Great show. Um, people bring up some great comments, man. That, uh, the stuff you're talking about with uh, the wide receivers and stuff, man. Was, I just chalk it up to Mike McCarthy, man. You know, yeah, man. Mike McCarthy take a wide receiver. When he take a wide receiver and put him in the backfield and ran with it for two years, I just say Mike. Mike don't give a fuck. <laughs> Mike don't care, man. You're talking about uh, what was the cat? What was his name? He might even is he still uh, Montgomery? Uh, Montgomery, Tom Montgomery. Yeah, when he put him in the backfield, is he in the league? I was like, yo, Mike don't care, bro. And he ran with him for two years and was killing it. That boy's still in the league. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm telling you, Mike. Hey, I see the switch. And I, like I was talking about the dude that was in the front, and that just shows Mike mentality. Like he's he's a thinker, man. He's a thinker, so I fuck with him. I like what he's doing. I see Jerry stepping out the way. If they can keep these coaches together, bro, we got you talking about a run. We can get we can get some rings. <laughs> let's let's try to get one. Let's try to get one. Let's try. Hey to get man, one. I don't. I can't. Like I said, if they can stay together. I I don't see them stopping them from one. If you can listen, this is. The curse. You talking about ten, ten, ten points a game just in, in penalties sometimes, man. And let me tell you, I, mean, it's crazy I made a you joke about it. I made a joke after a schoolmaker caught that touchdown. I said, "Huh, Jimmy Johnson's in the Ring of Honor, and all of a sudden, schoolmakers catching these contested passes, huh? Huh? Jimmy Johnson gets into the exactly. Ring of Honor, and all of a sudden, the Cowboys is getting all the penalties going their way, right? Like that one drive, the, the Panthers was just like, here, take it, have it. Yeah. You know, that, that don't happen to the Cowboys. All yeah, that's the thing about the line right now. He was talking about the line. I'm like, I got to see him do it against a, a playoff type of front seven consistently, and then I'm like, oh, we good. But you give Dak some time, it seemed like Dak's speeding up. If oh, they can get goodness. in the Dak yard and – we're going like unpredictable stuff, quick stuff with each other, man. Boy. Yeah, they do. They 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 do scramble drills at practice. But yeah, you give him time right now. I mean, again, I'm not I'm not trying to sound like a homer here, but I mean, you find me five quarterbacks right now that are playing, you know, better football. If you even if you don't give him time, he's he's making yeah, yeah, plays yeah, yeah. Yeah, when is, you don't give him time. So man, yeah, Dak is he's working. Man. He's in the zone yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Appreciate right, man. you, man. Appreciate it. All right, man. Thanks for the call, bro. Let's keep it moving here. We got two six seven. What it is? What it do? Hey, this is Alex from Virginia again, man. I felt I felt the call again when you was talking about uh, the cookout. <laughs> ah, uh, 
One more, one more player that I would probably invite to the cookout, man, um, probably would be um, Rico Dowell, and only because um, when I was watching the game and how he was um, so explosive um, last week against New York, but this week, you know, his snatch was limited and stuff like that. Um, after the game, I reached, um, I was going through online and stuff, researching and stuff, mm-hmm. and it ended up, I found that he had an um, ankle injury during one of the practices. Yeah. And yeah. when I seen that, I was like, okay, that's why, you know what I mean, he he didn't look as explosive as he, as he um, did. So I believe if it wasn't for the ankle injury, I believe he would have been another person that, would have been invited to the cookout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he coming off that good game with the Giants. Um, I'm I'm really interested to see what happened from the from the all twenty two angle on one of the plays. I I thought they blocked it up well, although Zach Zach got he got handled a bit. But you know, it is what it is. Seeing 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 somebody like Zach go from demi god type to just a good player is is kind of wild. But uh, really good player. I'm gonna say good player. He's still a really good player, but he ain't the he ain't the god he once was. Um, there was a that play right there was odd to me because it looked like there was some green for him to cut back, and I don't know why he actually cut into Derrick Brown and, and, and he got a tackle for loss, but he didn't get many opportunities. That was one of his two carries. I would have liked to see him kind of take advantage of it. And I don't think he got a carry again until like the, the fourth quarter. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, I believe that a lot a lot of the the ankle injury that he suffered during practice had a lot to do with it because sure. watching him Watching him run, even when he got got the ball, even before um, New York, watching him run, the little snaps he did get, he did have that burst of where he could switch directions yeah. real quick, you know what I mean? And when I didn't see that um, yesterday, you know what I mean, I was like, okay, what's going on? And then after the game, I found out that he had an injury, um, ankle injury. I was like, okay, that probably has something to do with it. Because when you got an ankle injury, you kind of limited what, what what your body could do, what your legs can do, you know. And so I just wanted to throw that out there. And then um, one more comment on with Dak Prescott. Everybody, not, I'm not talking about Cowboy fans, you know what I mean? I'm talking about everybody outside of Cowboy fans, you know what I mean? Like the media and stuff. They quit, always wanted, they want to jump on Dak, Dak saying that he's not not quite quite there yet, not quite there yet. And then when they do their quarterback ratings and stuff like that, they're always dropping on my hand. They're always dropping them at six or seven and stuff like that. When you you, you got to get a man more than that because, like I said, I, I watched the highlights from the game with CJ, and he threw three interceptions in that game, even though they came back and they won. But they, so they, he threw three interceptions. But still – Got him higher rated than Dak. Right? But like I understand Dak, all Cowboys quarterback. So guess what? He going to he going to get heated. He going to get dropped. So I understand that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I would say this: Don't worry about ratings, man. Don't worry about the rankings. Well, that's that's, that's you, right. You you've got that's a right. you've got a top ten quarterback. Uh, that's that that exactly. that can, that plays at a higher level from time to time. That, that's all that matters. You know you got a, you got one. You got a good one. You got a really damn good one. Oh, now, okay. Let's go finish this. Yeah. Appreciate the call, man. Yeah, and I and I think that one real quick. I think that we will because, like I said, even though we lost against the um against Philly, ever since we lost against Forty ers 
I believe he stepped his game up and he showed it against yeah. Philly, even though we lost. But he showed it against Philly because when Philly came back and took the lead, he didn't he didn't just fall down and they didn't crumble. They they still stayed out there and they fought and they got a touchdown. If we just shot ourselves in the foot when we got the, all those penalties at the end of the game, but other than that, they showing toughness. Ever since the Forty ers they showing toughness, and I I believe what they showing right now is what get us over the hump. I believe. I believe we got what it takes to, to to go through the rest of the season because they're showing toughness that they haven't showed in a while. Indeed, man. Th- thank you for the call, my guy. Appreciate you. All right, man. Yeah, I mean that was that was a that was a tough game to bounce back from, and, and, and they've they've done a, a solid job at that for sure. Uh, one of the things that 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 I'm most happiest to see is is their change offensively. It is night and day from the first five weeks we talked about that to now. So I think they're they're in that groove. Um, and it's weird because we're in a week 11, but there's still, you know, there's still some things you may find out, you know, due to injuries, due to game circumstances, due to competition, whatever. And uh, I think right now we talked about it with Star, and I've been talking to you guys about it for a few weeks here, was the, the, the zone stuff, the inside zone stuff. I think I saw back in the Philly game, those were things that were working, and, and I was hoping that they'd continue that. They did it last week. They're doing some of it this week. Because that's the last thing. I had this conversation with uh, Jesse, and we were talking about, you know, out of that game, what was most important, the Giants game. And it was he talked about Cooks, and I said, I can't bla- – look, I'm with you, actually. Getting Cooks involved is definitely huge. But I'm like, if we can just have an efficient run game from here on out, I'm not saying dominant. I'm not, I'm not saying 2016 version, 2014 version. We just need to be efficient. And yesterday, that was the case. If you're efficient, that will keep the opposing team having to respect it. And if they don't, then guess what? You make them pay because you're being efficient on the ground. So we are a a team that's going to lean on our weapons on the outside and our quarterback. But if we can get that last part of the Infinity Stone, which to me is just having a run game that's consistently efficient, will be all right. But obviously, that starts up front. And and they've put put back-to-back solid games in both pass pro and run blocking uh, has it been as consistent run blocking? Nah, we're not that type of dominant line. So we got to find a handful of plays, uh, a handful of designs that work, and just bludgeon teams to death with it, and we'll we'll work off of that. Play action, maybe some misdirection or whatnot. But I don't think we need to make it complicated in the crown. I don't. Two, four, oh. Send us out. What's good? Yeah, what up, brother? What's up with you? Man, chilling, man. Good, good cowboy win yesterday. Uh, listening to the callers, which have been fantastic today. Man, I just want y'all to come to terms with something. This polling and ranking quarterback stuff, that stuff ain't going to make no dif- difference when it's all said and done. Yeah, it no. only matters when you hold the trophy up. It's yeah. not going to make no difference. I mean, That's listen, off-season talk, right? Matt, that, that's, yeah, yeah, that's off-season talk. I mean, Pat Mahomes wasn't Pat Mahomes until Pat Mahomes tried to Pat Mahomes. Like, come on. We're we, we <laughs> killing ourselves over something. This is not going to matter. Um, Jared Goff was you know, they, they put put him out to pasture, sending him to Detroit. He got a resurgence. Matthew Stafford went to the Rams for one year. He was a joke for, you know, in Detroit. At the end of his career, he got a Super Bowl. Now, it, we, we just got to get it done. Yep. And then all the flowers will have to be um, given to Zach when yes. it's time. So I wouldn't worry y'all minds with being, you know, fifth and tenth. Who cares? Hold that trophy up at the end. We'll be fine um, with all that. Um, listen to you and Vox, though, man. <laughs> I have never appreciated – watching Tank Lawrence more than I do right now. It's like 
the 16 sack season, all that stuff was cool. But watching this dude um, against run is, is is so incredible. I got a chance to watch him last week when I was in New York, at the New York game. But he is. It just. I hope we're appreciating what we what we've seen from this guy. Yeah. You don't really get to give your guys their flowers while they're doing their thing like that right now. But he is absolutely masterful to watch out there playing playing the run defense. And I'll leave you. Th- we'll leave you with this man. Um, these 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 pundits, man, they're running out of characters for the story they're trying to tell. Every week, this team is responding to the to the thing that we're saying is going to kill us. It was the red zone. Now they're getting efficient in the red zone. And then even last week, you saw how Michael Parsons looked the week before, and he looked all agitated. He comes out and goes nuts. CD CD looked a little pissed off after the Carolina game. Well, I think he's probably going to go nuts on Thursday because they're they're reacting to the moments. They're the things that seem like they may be things that would be a stone in our shoe previously. You're seeing it in real time. You guys are talking about the run scheme. Now you're seeing more zone runs. So I like how reactive the team has been in these moments where it feels like, okay, this ain't working no more. We need to try something different to get our guys back on track. And if they keep that sort of momentum, the rest of this stuff is going to take care of itself. I ain't going to listen to you, Scott. Appreciate, Appreciate it, man. Good call, man. Good stuff. Yeah, they, they've definitely done a great job responding, bouncing back, adjusting, whatever you want to call it. And it, it does feel good to see. To be completely honest, because let me turn this back. We talked about at right around this point in time. We're going to week twelve. Right around this point is when it started to get what weird. Right around this point, and we're just like, ah, oh, well, it's it's the it's the Chiefs, right? Let's just let's see what happens next week. Oh, uh, well, it's the Titans. It happens. They're, they're going to give us the best game. It's 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 the red, it's the Washington football people. Division opponent. I'll be fine. Oh, it's the Saints. It was always something. And we got the dub at the end of the day, right? But, but once you get to the, not all the time, but once you get to a certain part of the season, for me specifically, the end, I do think there is merit to how you're playing heading into the postseason. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win every four games in a row at the end of the season, right? For instance, 2021 season, I named all these these games. Yeah, we, we beat the Saints and we whooped on the Eagles and we whooped on Washington, but barely beat the Saints. When I say barely, I should say it was a struggle a bit for a little bit. Even one. But it was that Arizona Cardinal game. It was the Washington game on the road that wasn't, and they made it tough. It was the Giants game on the road. They made it tough where things look weird. Arizona, obviously, you lost. You weren't playing good ball going into the postseason, and you took that last year. Titans, oh, it looks weird. You lost to Washington, man. You can't play like this in the, in the next game, which was the postseason game. Run into a good defense. What happens? Ran into a solid one. You took care of business. You ran into a really good one, and look what happened. So, I do think there was something to gaining some traction heading into the postseason, where. At this point, I think it was Bill Parcells. You you know who your team is after Thanksgiving. We just happened to play the Bills, the Dolphins, the Eagles, the Seahawks, the Lions. We going to know. We are going to know who this Cowboys team is after Thanksgiving. Starting at Thanksgiving. I mean, I mean, I'm not dismissing the Washington football people. We'll talk about them a little bit tomorrow. Not dismissing them at the start. But but 
a little weird the last two, three, 2019. We can go back to 2019 if you want. That got weird fast. But I said, ah, first year off is quiet. I'm not going to trip. So I do appreciate the, the staff adjusting to where we're, we're heading into the right direction at the point in time we need to be. Now it's about handling some more business. Let's get to these super chats. Boom, boom, boom. Appreciate y'all. Y'all dropped some today. Shouts out to Jimmy Johnson. That's why y'all dropped him up. Super chat. Uh, Tobo Tide dropped two and said, Jimmy Johnson curse will finally be lifted. I'm a little stitious, man, so I'm, ro- I'm rolling with it. Super chat. A-A-Ron dropped two and said, Sky, the Eagles had a cupcake schedule last year. We know. Uh, I do I do remember them talking about it a little bit, but it's different, man. It's different. We got the star on your helmet. You know how they treat us, A-A-Ron. Super chat. You only can play who you can play. What else to do here? It ain't our fault. You, it ain't our fault your teams is trash. You ain't draft well, sign free agents or whatever. It ain't our fault. We don't wipe them 304. Shouts out to you, Chris. He dropped five and said, Would you rather get the fifth seed and play New Orleans, Detroit, and Philly? Third seed and play Seattle, San Fran, and Philly. That that's a whole lot of gymnastics there. He says, I'll be at walk-ons for December 30th. Oh, okay, you got me. I'll be at walk-ons for December 30th, 1923. Would I rather play, get the fifth and play New Orleans, Detroit, Philly? Is that so you're saying wild card divisional championship? That means we'd be at Philly. Or third seed play Seattle. San, I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't are we at home? Are we not? I, I don't know, man. We'll deal with that later. I'm sorry. We'll deal with that later. Appreciate the super chat though. Just get to the tournament. All right. Super chat. Hall of Fame Cowboys dropped two. He said, Hey Sky, tell Mike to chill on the Wildcat offense. Come on, man. I don't know what he was thinking yesterday with that. I think he was just trying stuff. Let's not try it no more. Super chat. T Gordon drop five says starting the video back over so I can fully enjoy this victory Monday. Shouts out to you, T Gordon. Always supporting here. Uh, Jimmy in the ring of honor. Yes, sir. Super chat. And then John dropped 10. John Phelps, not Michael. Said Jimmy Johnson being inducted into the Ring of Honor will remove the bad karma that's been hanging over our heads for the past 27 years. Cowboys Nation, the Wicked Witch is dead. He says the curse is dead. I, I, I believe, JR. I believe that that curse is something, man. We're going to see it. Super chat. Jubo drop or Jaboctimus Prime. I always do that. Jaboctimus Prime. I hope I'm saying that right. He dropped 10 and said, this team is starting to remind me of the McCarthy Green Bay teams from 2010 to 2017. Heavily reliant on stellar QB play, running game compliments, wins a lot of games. Weakness is physical teams. That's fair. That is very fair, uh, Jaboctimus. And that's something that I didn't, that's why I didn't buy it earlier when he was saying, oh, we're going to be a running team. I'm like, that's not who you are. I get you can switch up and change some things, but you didn't address the team in that manner. You addressed the team and said, we're going to rely on this perimeter and our quarterback balling out, and we'll use the run game to complement and be efficient. So I agree with you. And then Laurel dropped two and Super said, chat. hey, man, put some respect on my QB, NBS. You know who hate that? Remember the caller last week? Sky, you give him too many flowers. That's crazy, man. 
after after a victory like that. Y'all, y'all crazy, man. I, I don't know what to do with some of y'all. But I appreciate y'all for being here. I do. I believe, JR. The guru said, division, whether division or wild card, we will likely play the Niners in the playoffs. It's destiny and path to NFL playoffs. Well, 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 you know what? Now that Jerry or Jimmy is in this ring of honor, wouldn't it be fitting? Like, if we had to draw up a Hollywood ending, clearly this ends with the Cowboys hoisting the Lombardi, right? But we're just having fun now. We ain't overtime. If you had to draw up a Hollywood ending, I don't think it's Philly that you go through. I think it's San Fran. You know, the whole how about them Cowboys started beating San Fran. So, man, if you want some poetic justice to this whole thing, Dallas gets into playoffs with 13 and 4 or whatever, right? Make it to the NFC Championship game and you run into San Fran and you take them down on the way to at least the Super Bowl. I don't know what you're playing on the other side. Man, that's poetic. That's poetic. Candace said I was a florist. Passing, yeah, I must have been passing out too many flowers. Apparently, Candace, you know. But all right, y'all, good stuff today. I said I was going to be on limited fashion, y'all. And this is what happens all the time. Y'all give me energy, and ended up having a full practice today. Appreciate y'all. Tomorrow is going to be interesting. I'm still debating how we want to do this because so Princess asked me about the schedule. Here's the schedule. We'll be having a show tomorrow and Wednesday. Thursday, there will be Happy Thanksgiving, Turkey Day to everybody. There will be a pre-halftime and post-game. We will not be at walk-ons. Walk-ons is closed, so I'll be here in the studio um, working normally as we usually do, uh, covering the Cowboys. Friday, off. That is my quote-unquote Thanksgiving. will be Friday. So we're out then. I'll see you guys back on Monday. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday shows. Tomorrow, I think I'm going to start covering the Washington football people will look at one side of their their, their team and we'll do a, a quick section on our, our drive of the game. So we're still going to get I'm still going to give you that quality coverage, even though it's a short week. It just may be sped up a little bit. So tomorrow, lots of film and, 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 and we're going to talk about the Washington football people. And then Wednesday. I might do Koye Wednesday. Either Koye Wednesday, uh, or maybe we'll have Pat on since it's Wednesday. I got to talk to him about that. So still will be a jam-packed week, all right? Make sure y'all keep coming through. Later on, Mo will be on here, A to Z primetime, and then I'll be on Vacha's show, Vacha Lombardi Live, Ryan Shotgun with my brother, talking about this victory and moving forward. That schedule I can't quite give y'all yet. Well, we'll, we'll I'll talk to him about this after the show. But uh, I'll be here Monday through Wednesday, y'all. With that said... I'm going to listen to her today. Push the goddamn button. Push the goddamn button. Now, now, Bernie, that, I mean, that's something too there. I mean, so, so if you want to write the Hollywood script, somehow, some way, we have to go to Philly first, beat Philly, and then beat for, yeah, all right. <laughs> oh, they going to hate me at that, all right, see y'all tomorrow, man. Lay off. Peace.